I'm going to uh, tell you a couple things I've told you uh, numerous times, but just as a reminder or for all who forgot, uh, we're going to talk about hope today and repentance. And, and we got to remember hope is a different thing than optimism. Yeah. Uh, Dad and I truly, Friday, we were in the car and I was thinking about the Detroit Tigers. Uh, and I says, you know, Pa, I think we can win 15 more games than last year. And I think he died inside a little. Uh, he, he was like, no, son, we can't. Uh, all right. That's optimism. Yeah, it's, hey, maybe things will get better, right? Maybe something crazy will happen and things will change. Maybe we'll get a third baseman. Um, we won't. Hope is a different thing. Optimism is something humans make, and it can be lovely. Uh, hope is something only God can make and only God can put in us. And uh, we have to cooperate with that. He can put hope in us, but if we ignore it, well, then it won't do us much good. But hope is a conviction that the story ends really, really well. Um, and hope is what we're called to. And the, the church is the only thing in your life telling you to have hope. Jesus Christ is the only thing in your life telling you, have hope. He doesn't want to motivate you out of fear. He doesn't even want to motivate you out of practicality. He wants you to trust that he won. Yeah, this is over. And we are just waiting for the king to get here and get us home. We do have three enemies, sin, suffering, and death. And he conquered all of them. The problem is the one we fear the least is the only one left that can still do us great damage, and that's sin. We like sin. We're good at sin. What do we do then with the fact that we're attracted to sin, uh, but that Christ has conquered it? Well, we repent. That's how the gospel starts off. The first thing we learn about Jesus, they don't tell us about Jesus yet. They say you need to repent and prepare for him. To repent is uh, two words in Latin that we stuck together, yeah? Re, which means again, and pent from the word, um, oh dear, pentire, which means to think. When we are called to repent, we are called to think again. Sin has a way of tempting us in such a way as to try to get us to check our brains at the door. Sin can always give us an immediate pleasurable feeling. Sin always can give us an immediate result. But if we stop and we think, it's usually pretty easy to see the futility of sin. It's pretty easy when we stop and think to say, this isn't going to work. Not long term. And it's going to damage me. You, you, you know, one of the things that's hard for me to do, although it's getting easier as I get older, thank you, Jesus, uh, is to not react um, strongly, shall we say. Yeah? I try to act like I wish I felt instead of how I feel. Right? And that's tough for me some days. Because you know what? You can get you an immediate result. Go off on somebody. Yeah? Just pull the pin and throw that verbal grenade. Yeah, watch the boom and walk away in slow motion with the explosion behind you. Yes. 
There's an immediate result there, isn't there? But long term, we've forgotten the dignity of the other person. We forgot our own dignity. We ended up doing damage instead of keeping the door open for healing. My confessor, one time I sinned. It was about four years ago. Why are you laughing? Uh, uh, He said to me one time, he says, you know, sin, it's a little like athlete's foot. If you itch it, you get an immediate, oh, but it makes it worse. We need to rethink, guys. We need to rethink. When Jesus says don't, don't do that. He didn't just make some random things and pull them out of it. Okay, from now on, this is a sin. He identifies for us the things that hurt us and says, don't do that. That's what sin is. Don't do that. It'll hurt you. We repent to prepare ourselves for Jesus because here's the key, guys, and there's no getting around this. I checked. It's all going to end. Uh, either we will die or Jesus will come back. Those are the only two possibilities. There's no third option. And at judgment, we begin the eternal part of our existence. This is the short one. Believe it or not, however old you are, this is the short one. This is the short time of our existence. And one of the things we need to recognize that might help us repent is how many times our sin wants us to choose something for the now that'll damage us for the possibility of heaven. How many times is the devil's primary temptation to forget judgment? Chesterton put it this way, when we're tempted to sin, the devil will remind us of God's mercy. After we sin, he'll remind us of judgment. God does the opposite. When we're tempted to sin, remember judgment. And if we fall, remember mercy. This, the gift of repentance. And, and I saw it yesterday, right? Father Lee and I were hearing confessions for two hours. And it was glorious. And what struck me is how many people got in line at eight and got absolved after ten They didn't stand in line for two hours for a movie ticket or for a free pizza. I would have. They didn't stand in line to to get some cash. They love Jesus. They want to be right with him. They want to repent. And I can't believe I get to be your priest. When I was a kid, repentance scared me. It meant I had to tell God something he already knew. Lord, I blew it. Blew it again. And most humans, when I blew it, uh, they let me know. Yeah? They let me know. And it was embarrassing and painful. That's not how our God works. He's calling us to repent so that we can receive his love better. Our sin muddles the issue. This whole idea is repenting in hope. Repenting, recognizing that our eternal existence to come, I don't want to threaten that with a temporary pleasure. I want to be all about the kingdom of heaven. When my mom, you know, she had Alzheimer's and there was a stage where she could still talk and stand and she wasn't quite sure who us weird people running around the house were, uh, but she knew we loved her. 
And I remember one time there were four of us kids and dad at home with her. And all of a sudden, uh, she started crying. She was standing in the middle of the room. And you could tell it was just one of those moments where she kind of knew she wasn't right. And so without any kind of verbal cue, God is so good, we all just mobbed her. Yeah, and she was standing in the middle of this little ball of love. And then she spoke and said, I think this is like heaven. And I've never forgot that. That day will come, guys. There will be a day when we aren't going to cry anymore. We aren't going to hurt people anymore. People aren't going to hurt us anymore. There will be no more tears. The veil will be lifted. We'll see love and there just won't be any ambiguity about it. Until that day, we got to practice. We got to practice by looking at our lives and saying, what am I doing that doesn't work? And I know it doesn't work, but I'm going to do it anyway. What is it that we will give to our Lord so he can forgive us and send us right out the door again? Go get him. Whatever it is, you give it to him. He wants it. He'll put it to death and you'll be free. And you do that as often as you need. This is what it is to repent and hope. It's a hard fight. If it ain't hard, you aren't doing it. But it's all worth it. One day, that's what we'll know. Only joy, only love, only peace. And until then, we repent in hope. Amen.